1: Hello and welcome to Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about Married at First Sight. I'm Omar Abid, and I'm joined, as always, by friend and co-host Kelly Rickard. How are you doing, Kelly?
0: I'm all right. I'm all right. I feel a little bit, you know, in the interest of full disclosure, just a little bit anxious today.
1: Or is it because of the dinner party last night? You're still feeling that? I think it might be,
0: you know. (laughs) It's not good for your mental health, this programme, sometimes, is it?
1: No, I saw somebody had put on Twitter, actually, they watch it in the morning and it's good because it's sort of wakes you up a bit, but then it sets your mood for the day, which is not <laughs> an ideal. That
0: is a really good point because it does, my adrenaline goes through the roof sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's it's not ideal pre-bed viewing sometimes. But then having said that, Claire and I, once Married at First Sight finishes, I put my phone away for like the first time all day and we watch one, maybe two episodes of The Walking Dead, which is also not <laughs> ideal pre <laughs> I know
0: what are we all doing to ourselves. Nick loves to watch dark stuff just before bed as well. I can't, I can't do it. I I have to go in another room and watch. Like, is it cake? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the one that really got me recently was we hadn't watched any Happy Valley until that third series came out, and I'd heard uh, people what, talking. Any of it? Hadn't seen any of it. Oh wow. Okay. So we started the first series, and the first series is is excellent, undoubtedly. I do think it drops off fairly significantly after that but the first series is excellent and every night watching it before bed I was like fuck me my heart is yeah. pounding I don't, like, I don't need this but I enjoy it but it does take you a little bit of time to calm down some chamomile tea
0: well they did a study and apparently couples have better sex if they watch like a thriller or something like that before bed than if they watched a rom-com interestingly
1: makes you feel alive is it that kind of theory?
0: I think so. Yeah. But but I don't know what that says about me because I literally can't handle that feeling.
1: <laughs> what's the what's the like most intense thing you've watched that you think, you know, I I want to watch that?
0: Oh, good question. Probably speed back in like nineteen
1: ninety five. Speed. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock.
0: Yeah. That was intense. The bus couldn't go further, faster than 50 miles an hour or they all died.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that is never normally a problem on a bus. So I do see you <laughs> just crawling along. Um, <sighs> I thought we we did this a lot last year, but um, this year we didn't get a chance to to put much thought into it. I thought we'd start with a game today.
0: Yes, I love a game.
1: Yeah, it's. I think it's a good one. It might require some editing because I think there's going to be some silences on your part. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How many of last year's Married at First Sight Australia couples can you name? Oh my God. We spent so much time with them.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, we give so much of our life, well you do, to this. (laughs) And I cannot remember a single one. Wait a minute, can you give me a clue?
1: Yeah, well, there was the the main one, the villain. I'll give you a story.
0: Oh, one. oh, 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 oh. Uh, ooh, I've got it. So the woman that really wanted a baby and her her husband, who was gaslighting continually. Holly, Holly, and... Ah, Andrew. Andrew! Nah, I'm pretending I would have remembered his name. I can't even <laughs> see his face.
1: He's the, the American one. He's like gingery hair.
0: Oh, yeah, and he was like a life coach.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he, and he, he had,
0: like, a red tinge to his skin. <gasps> yes, and we he was definitely a Trump supporter. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm surprised she's the one you remember first, though. Well, not really. I remember you... Um... He really bugged you, so actually I suppose that's not, not a surprise. Well,
0: and it's also not a surprise that I would relate to a woman of a certain age that was desperate for a baby, because wow. that was me for quite a few years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Olivia.
0: Oh, was that Australia? Of course. Oh, <laughs> uh, who, yes, who cut up the bridesmaid dress. Was that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah yes. that's right. Okay, yes, I remember now. And her partner who was always at the gym. Jackson. That was it. Oh my god, it's there mad! Was... Where does it go? Where does all that information go?
1: The girl who smashed the glass. Uh, Dominica. Yes.
0: I can see her. I liked her partner. Jack. I can't remember. His... Yes. Have you been revising this, or did you genuinely remember all them?
1: No, I remembered some of them, but I remembered a fair few of them. But no, I did it. Um, I did it at work, like just to see how many how many people could remember. And could they? No, no, it was you've d- done actually quite well. But there oh, was. Okay. Do you remember um, Selena and Cody? Where well, he didn't like her because of a race initially.
0: Oh yes! Oh my God! Yes.
1: There was. Matt oh, and...
0: Oh, oh, and then what happened at the homestays? Something ridiculous happened at the homestays with them.
1: He said it was a prank that they were dressing up in some like. Huh? <laughs> but then there was no, there was no prank. they just like dressed up in really stupid stuff. And then that was kind of
0: it. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> it does make me what are we doing? It makes me worry that we spend that many hours and then it's just gone.
1: There were a few others. There was Dion, uh Carolina and Daniel who who were with other people and then ended up getting together because her her partner Dion didn't like rap music yes. or going to the gym. She liked to that let them dance music.
0: Yeah, and there was something about them liking different coffees or something as well. It yeah, got really she, she weird. Likes, yeah,
1: she likes coffee. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Well, she
0: likes coffee. <laughs> it's very important that you both like the same drink in the morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, as you say, it's mad that we give these people so much of our time, but let's do even more <laughs> of that. <laughs> <laughs> going to start with the commitment ceremony, as always. And going into that, the big story was Sandy and Dan. I'm so pleased she put leave.
0: Yeah, she she had to. It was the only way to kind of have any dignity, I think, after how he treated her.
1: As we said last week, I think her lack of experience showed a little bit, because I think she was definitely intelligent enough to recognise that he wasn't right for her and, you know, mistreated her. But I think if she'd had that experience of like you'd had of being ushered out of someone's house with a pencil drawn map <laughs> 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 then uh, she would have spotted early on although he was he, he did like turn on a sixpence didn't he I don't I think anyone would have struggled to spot early on that he was he was dodgy but she I might... did
0: I said quite early.
1: yeah to be fair you did you did
0: I can spot a player a mile off
1: <laughs> what are the what are the key signs again?
0: just saying all the right things basically if someone's nice to me <laughs> <laughs> then I think they're probably psychotic or they're planning something or I mean you might say I've got trust issues but yeah just if somebody I don't yeah if if somebody's always towing that safe line never saying anything inappropriate or anything accidentally or any. that's always just you look amazing I really care about you so intelligent I just be like this is a game
1: when you're looking for a partner is it important to you that they have a love of the ocean <laughs>
0: <laughs> how many times did he mention his love of the ocean
1: I've never heard anyone talk about the ocean that fucking much <laughs> <laughs> it is bizarre how much he spoke about the ocean
0: do you think it was an act of genius on the part of the producers to pair a man with an odd love of the ocean with a woman with an allergy to the ocean <laughs> like <laughs>
1: yeah. they're in they're in would... series 10 so they have got to find some <laughs> some difference yeah they're
0: like we haven't we haven't had this be- before we haven't had an ocean lover <laughs> and somebody with an allergy to the ocean so let's try that
1: One of my favourite moments from that whole interaction was when Sandy shrugged his hand off her shoulder.
0: Oh, that was brilliant. I think it was the one and only time that she's really had any power in their dynamic. I was like, oh, yes, brilliant. This programme, though, I don't know if you ever have this moment where I watch it and I think, I wonder if I'm a bad person because a lot of them are so open-hearted and so willing to try and so like she kept saying I did have feelings for you I did uh, by that stage I would be so shut down like if somebody had slept with me and then gone off to the ocean and treated me the way he had I wouldn't I would just be pretending I hadn't felt anything and I know that's not ideal but I do I I, I thought I don't know what kind of Thought it was amazing the way she was still willing to say that she'd really cared about him.
1: Yeah, it was very, it was very open, and I think it's good of her to be, to be open because it's not, it's not a totally lost experience. She has learned something from it, although it was, you know, it was not a good experience, but she's learned something from it. And I still think she did the right thing to go against the, go against her family. You know, you've got to be it's courageous oh, thing to do.
0: It was really courageous. Yeah. Yeah, really courageous. And I don't think she should be sorry for that side of it. And I think, you know, with a bit of time she'll realise how ridiculous he was. The moment for me was when he said, I did try and watch your films. I tried to watch your Bollywood. And then she said, Yeah, with your noise cancelling headphones on. <laughs> like just that just summed it up really.
1: I mean, I've watched some Bollywood films though, and to be honest, they're like they're like fucking five hours long.
0: You don't, need... uh, yeah, I, I have as well actually because they've got they tick a lot of boxes for me. I like the clothes, I like singing, I like dancing, I like the romance, but they are really long, <laughs> aren't they?
1: Yeah, they're, they're unnecessarily long.
0: Why are they so long?
1: <laughs> <laughs> does this mean we're on downside now? I think it does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on, let's go to Whitley Bay Beach.
1: Yeah. The uh, the other bit I loved was that. Alessandra totally had his number early on and, and saying to calling him by his full name. So, Daniel, why did you suddenly find her sexually attractive overnight?
0: Yeah, I loved her for that. But actually, I did want to ask you about that. Just to give him a tiny bit of benefit of the doubt, is there any chance that he did? Can you? Has it ever happened to you where you don't think you're interested in somebody and then it's shifted quite quickly?
1: Not quite quickly. The only reason I might have changed my mind is because I, I I wanted to have sex in that moment. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, which is, I think, pretty much the point that yeah. Alessandra was trying to make.
1: Yeah, and she, she is right. It's like, he thought in that moment, oh, I don't fancy it, but I could have sex here. So that's what he did. Because yeah. men are often awful people.
0: I know. I don't know. I, I get nervous about conversations where we say, oh, this is where men and women are different. Because it's all a bit... I mean, as we were saying before we kind of came on air, you've got to be careful of being too sort of cisgendered or too heteronormative because it's not very inclusive. but of the straight men that I know and the straight women that I know, there's definite divide with men being slightly more able to separate sex from love, I think
1: well, that's the way people generally think of it, isn't it that 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 women have a have a more emotional attachment to to sex.
0: Yeah I mean, and there's all that studies into we end up with flooded with the oxytocin hormone which is the bonding one. Right. And you just you, I don't know what happens to you.
1: <laughs> sleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just straight to sleep or maybe a little bit of happy valley. <laughs> yeah.
1: The other thing that was going on at the commitment ceremony was Bronte and Harrison just chirping up all the time.
0: I know. I know, and I, I, so at this point, I was still thinking, well, this is all a farce. They've agreed behind closed doors that they don't like each other, but let's just stay in the process as long as possible to, to up our social media following. That's genuinely what I was thinking at this point. And especially the way they kept piping up, I was like, well, they just want to be part of the drama. This all fits into that. But then I sort of started to change my mind in the next episode.
1: Well yeah maybe we should just move on from the commitment ceremony because the big story i would say has been Bronte and Harrison. Yeah. And it's just run through it's run through the retreat and then the dinner party which was absolute carnage. Yeah it really was.
0: And and i still can't get a reading on what happened. So commitment ceremony for me commitment ceremony i thought this is nonsense it's all for show. Then the next episode where he said something about having hot sex and she went bright red and giggled and i thought oh my God, are they actually? So at that stage, were you thinking, oh, maybe they are having a relationship?
1: No, uh, I didn't pick up on that, actually. But I suppose you're right. But maybe she just, maybe conversely to just what we were just talking about, maybe just she thought, I'm here, may as well have sex with him, why not?
0: Yeah, like, to be honest, I'd rather do that than have a conversation with him.
1: <laughs> I do know what you mean, though, because... I sort of assumed with how smug they were being at the commitment ceremony and chirping in all the time on other people's relationships. And then Bronte getting very defensive and trying to say that the relationship wasn't fake at the retreat. I thought, Mm. come on, this is all for show. This is all. And when he threw her under the bus about what supposedly Leighton had been saying. Yeah. That was unbelievable. He told her a load of shit. He was like, yeah, Leighton's been saying... He hates Melinda, the relationship is toxic. Bronte then says that to Melinda, and he's like, nah, I didn't, you misunderstood. I know.
0: (laughs) And she apologised. She did apologise, and I don't, but I feel like the the narrative that the programme was showing us that they wanted us to follow was that he was this villain, and she was completely oblivious to what he was doing. And the menace he was causing, but that doesn't tie in with what you're saying, which is that she knew
1: what she was doing as well. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I'm not saying you're
0: wrong. I'm just trying to make sense of where I think the truth is.
1: Yeah, it's it's very difficult with Bronte because there's sort of there's a few different ways of looking at it. Is one that she's totally just naive, and she's been yeah. played, played by Harrison. The other is that she has come in and from and wanted a relationship, but from day one. I mean, literally the wedding when she's found out about him having someone else on the outside, she has decided by herself to have a storyline of the of the woman who is abused and then makes a righteous, like, you oh, know, fight, fight yeah. back against him, which, you know, we've yeah. not got to that bit of the story yet, I guess. And then the other thing is, has she just decided, actually, Harrison and I are going to be on together. Let's be on for as long as we can. We get free trips we're not at work, we're on telly. We might get something out of it afterwards. Although yeah. people say oh, are they actors and stuff or the people who just want social media followers, but you have to be likable. Being known as the villain of a series like this, yeah, you might get onto Big Brother or something, but then what is there after after that? There's nothing, you know, you don't get to go on and like present programmes like like Ryland did has done really well for himself, hasn't yeah. he? Because he's like and it people. kind
0: of, it kind of goes against the way that sociology works like you 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 want to be liked you want to be socially accepted you it's really weird to go on and present that side of yourself continually like we were, none of us are perfect but to continually misbehave and hurt people and mistreat people is a really odd thing to do when you're being watched by millions
1: <laughs> it is and you know we've got to remember as well. The way she's acted, she has constantly broken Harrison's trust.
0: I loved I loved Claire's response to that, the way she laughed, and it was just fantastic. Was so good. She's had some brilliant moments with Harrison, like when she said, Take your red shirt off, put it on a flag, and wave it around because you are one giant red flag.
1: Yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah, the, the problem is, though. You know, he he obviously wasn't making any sense. Like, when she said to him, you know, I'm in this relationship, I've been falling in love with you, I'm willing to move to Sydney, he goes, well, that's a wishy-washy answer. (laughs) What?
0: The opposite of wishy-washy.
1: I mean, it couldn't be more specific or coherent. I've told you. (laughs) What else is there to address? Like The
0: only way it could have been more specific and coherent is if she'd pulled out an engagement ring <laughs> there and then and said, let's make this thing real. Like, let's actually, let's make this a proper marriage.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, this is just going to be, and this is why we can't do it in any kind of order because it's, he said so many unbelievable things. When he's saying, oh, I can't trust you. She goes, you're the one who was out and got a girl's number and I chose to, and he goes, why are you bringing up the past? <laughs> oh my God, I know. I know.
0: And when that wasn't working, then he decided to just throw grenades into other people's relationships, didn't he?
1: You know what, though? I've got to give him some credit. I, I, I hated him for it and I was angry. It made me furious, but it worked.
0: It really worked. It it, it, it was sad how, and infuriating, but it really worked. And I thought if there'd ever been a hope for Claire and Jesse, it would have been that night because he looked so lovely in his Edward Scissorhands costume, didn't he? Or I genuinely fancied Jesse in that moment. I was like, like, oh yeah, he looks lovely. This could be the night. But, but she didn't. She didn't deny it, did she? When he kept saying, "You don't look at me the way you looked at Adam that night, and you aren't you aren't the same with me as you should be with someone that you really fancy."
1: That's the thing. It's I've always wanted it to to work with Jesse and Claire because I do like both of them. They've both made mistakes. They get on, but the issue has always been as promising as it's looked at times. Like at the retreat, they're they're friends. They are just friends.
0: Yeah, and I mean, even shoulder is Willie that she just laughed like when he (laughs) ran through streaked through the couple's retreat. (laughs) yeah <laughs> it was good with no explanation that was my favorite thing about it no explanation beforehand <laughs> or after <laughs>
1: yeah yeah it was good he was having a good time so i do feel sorry for for both of them and i put on twitter for what it's worth i don't actually think she came back to like rehabilitate her image i don't i think she genuinely liked jesse and she she did feel bad a lot of what she was she did was uh out of guilt but I think the primary reason was um, she wanted to see where it could go.
0: And I, I think she's a good person. She's obviously a spiritual person. We know that she's into crystals and sage incense. And But I don't think you'd be into all of that unless you were kind of trying to be a good person. It tends to go hand in hand. So I think she, I, I don't mean she was trying to be a good person for the purposes of people watching. I think she genuinely wanted to do a good thing and and be kind and stay in it to repair stuff.
1: I I do. I think she's fairly honest. I know, obviously, she, you know, she, she lied about the whole kiss with Adam and things, but I'm willing to to give her that as a you know a, a aberration of, of yeah, an answer, rather than who she is intrinsically. Like yeah, you know, like the way she handled. She was one of the only people who, when Bronte turned around at the retreat and said, if any of you think we're fake, just tell us now. And Claire was like, oh, yeah, do a bit, yeah.
0: <laughs> She's British, amazingly brave and honest. I love that.
1: Yeah, whereas Ollie, who I've also enjoyed, he, he just pops up every now and again, but it's always entertaining. He was, like, saying, well, I do think they're fake, but I'm not going to say
0: anything. <laughs> He's had some great moments, actually, like when Tani went, Ollie, stop it, you're making the faces again. <laughs> I was like, that's excellent. That's such a husband and wife conversation to have. Like, stop it. Everyone can tell what you're thinking.
1: I think my favourite bit from him was, you know, all due respect to Harrison, but when he tears up, he doesn't actually cry.
0: Yeah, that was really good.
1: I was going to say that it's like any if he ever did cry, those tears would just evaporate instantly on his red, red face. Oh my God, I know.
0: It, I... I just so my my thing with Harrison is is he a hundred percent lacking in kind of common human decency, or is he acting out of fear and he's literally just panicking about how he's coming across and so it's anything to avoid looking bad.
1: But anything to avoid looking bad, he's definitely going the wrong going about it the wrong way. I know. Like when he was getting desperate at that dinner party, and people were turning on him again, and he started. Saying to Leighton, you rang me the other day, saying you'd sneak out of the gym, and Leighton was like, "No, don't twist my words." I said, "I can't come because it's not fair to uh, Melinda." I've made I've made a choice, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like to go to the gym, but Melinda is more important to me. That isn't like being under the thumb or it's a toxic relationship. You have to make compromises, don't you? But yeah. Anyway, um, Harrison's just trying anything at that point, but you can't do it in front of everyone because. No, everyone can just refute what you say. Yeah, in public.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It, it was like that moment in an afternoon drama when the bad guy finally gets found out. Mm-hmm. That's what the dinner party felt like. It was just like in chess when everyone, like all the pieces are closing in on the king. It's just <laughs> like you've got nowhere to go now.
1: Well, it's interesting you. It's interesting you. You mention that because. I, another tweet did, there were so many tweets from the dinner party it's been absurd there was a lot going on uh, but melinda at the end when she said i don't need to justify my relationship to you because you're just not that important to me or something to that effect i nearly yeah. put um checkmate melinda ah, but yeah. i decided to go with game set and match melinda so nice it was, i wasn't sure if anyway check- yeah, I wasn't sure if checkmate might was Melinda in checkmate or Harrison. So I thought.
0: Yeah, it's not so clear.
1: Yeah, yeah, and she definitely won that. Won that exchange.
0: Yeah, she did. She, I, I've loved watching how she's handled Harrison as well. What would you have thought though? Were you kind of with Leighton when he was really cross about her and Evelyn uh, eavesdropping?
1: I'd be, I'd be mildly annoyed. I would be annoyed. I think it was a bit out of order.
0: It's a bit of a breach of trust, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, we've seen a lot more of Leighton, and I think he's he is you know, he's a reasonable person, it seems. If anything, he's a little too measured. Well, I yeah. guess that's the businessman in him. Yeah. But
0: and they, helped... keep, they keep saying, oh, we really struggle with these explosive rows we have. Where are they? Show us one.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're more explosive just going to Aldi or something. Yeah. yeah. That's not
0: explosive by, like, welsh measurements
1: <laughs> i do know what you mean we've not really seen them seen them have No. A pocket, every time we
0: it. see them they're having a little cuddle on the settee holding hands
1: yeah yeah he's yeah he handled it handled it all quite well i think they're they seem pretty solid like the and the fact that they've harrison's um approach has actually backfired and seemed to make them closer because they has... actually, actually talk to each other openly like
0: yeah, and nothing bonds you more than having a common enemy, does it? Well, that's... Like, that's... especially with... Sorry, go on.
1: No, I was going to say that, that's how part of Harrison's gaslighting works. It was like, again, at the retreat, it was, um, oh, well, let's just go. We've just got to leave. They're all against us. It's creating that siege siege mentality. It's us against them. Yeah.
0: I, I liked um, Melinda saying at the very end, of I think it was the dinner party, when she was like, there is absolutely no way that Harrison will be the reason that Leighton and I split up or something <laughs> along those lines. And I was like... Actually, he's done them a massive favour.
1: Yeah, I will stay with Leighton just to spite Harrison. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> three children and a house later. <laughs> there you go, Harrison.
1: <laughs> I was, um, I was going to ask you actually that maybe the, the last bit on Harrison was: has anyone ever broken up with you by text message?
0: No, but can I tell you the most brutal way I've been broken up with? Please. So it was one of the rugby boys at university uh i was in the second year and i'd always said i wasn't interested in them because in wales rugby is very much a working class thing like everybody plays it and then i went to a really posh university and realized it was something quite different in england very selective very elite um and i I wasn't that keen on the rugby boys they always used to look over my shoulder when they were talking to me or they'd call me a peasant because of my regional accent um but anyway he made a big play for me uh and went on for months it was kind of a dan and sandy thing where i was like look i don't trust you i feel like we're just gonna sleep together and then you're gonna dump me um and he kept turning up at my window at halls with cabri's dairy milk because he'd found out it was my favorite chocolate uh went on for months uh, so eventually gave in um he told me when he saw me without clothes on that i could do with having uh, doing a few sit-ups oh
1: like my. in
0: the yeah yeah in the moment and then a couple of weeks later Invited me to a pub, got me to pay for the drinks, and whilst he was sipping the beer that I'd bought him, said, "Look, I don't think this is going to work because, like, I went to a private school and my family have loads of money, and you, you, you went to a state school." It basically, said I wasn't good enough for him. And the whole time he was sipping this pint that I'd bought him with my working class money. <laughs> so that, yeah, it was really brutal. That actually,
1: that is that is harsh. That is a yeah. bad one.
0: I bumped into him at a wedding years later and he sobbed on my shoulder about what big mistake he'd made. So that was quite nice.
1: Oh, that's that's some uh, vindication, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a good moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he does sound like a prick, though. Like...
0: Yeah, yeah, he was. He's probably no one... grown up now. It was like 20 years ago.
1: <laughs> no wonder you hate rich people.
0: I know, not all of them. You're <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you commented on my... Uh half kids and mug <laughs> <I'm
0: Yeah>. <laughs> uh, sometimes i think you're whiter than me <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh another text related incident taylor leaving and then coming
0: back oh oh my god who is she what what's going on with her <laughs>
1: She's absolutely insane. I I don't I honestly don't know if she might make me angrier than Harrison.
0: I, I might agree with you there. I just can't make any sense of her.
1: When she came back and well, hang on, let's start with the retreat. Uh in fact, let's start with the commitment ceremony. Because she was saying that she doesn't even want Hugo to to hug her. Oh, he's always trying to like be nice and do things like hug me and kiss me.
0: Oh, and, kiss me on the cheek.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they 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 went round the room and it's like all the other blokes had kissed her on the cheek as a you know greeting, hello whatever, except Hugo. <laughs> she doesn't. I know.
0: I felt get. so sorry for him in that moment, and then and then she kind of made it even worse at the retreat when she was like, "Me and my ex, we just used to go to Pound Town every day, <laughs> and Hugo's just there." <laughs>
1: yeah he's like within earshot oh and he's he's messaging me just basically asking for phone sex at the moment i know
0: and also because he'd said in an earlier scene this was clever editing he'd gone well she has intimacy issues that that woman does not have intimacy issues she's just got hugo issues
1: yeah yeah and she was saying oh i'm i'm uh i'm I'm pretending to like him that's pretending to like him and, and
0: she, I, didn't she say, I'm pretending to care, but I don't.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. That was it, yeah.
0: That's harsh.
1: She, she was saying that the, the commitment ceremony, she doesn't seem to understand that, like, just because she hasn't overtly said anything mean, like, oh, Hugo, you're stupid, or I don't like you, or whatever, that just her interactions with him have been quite cruel. She doesn't seem to understand understand that. Well, I wonder if she if she does understand it, or if she is, and she's pretending not to, or she is actually that stupid that she doesn't yeah. understand the the way she's making someone feel.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to play devil's advocate with it in my own head. I was like, because obviously we know he's called her names and stuff when he's drunken out with the lads. And I was like, what if, what if there's a tiny point to when she says you're lying? What if behind closed doors he's not quite as nice? But even then I was like, even if... He's really not that nice. She's still being absolutely despicable, so I, I couldn't find a way to redeem her.
1: Yeah, I just they, couldn't. I, d- I just don't think there is. When she came back, like the end of the dinner party, when I was I was emotionally exhausted, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and then I heard the clip-clopping of, of heels. <laughs> Again, really good. Editing. Oh, that
0: was my most favourite moment of this week. <laughs> Just her coming out of the shadows, clomping in on her heels, and everyone's like, "Is that someone
1: there? Who's that?" <laughs> that was they, so did good. they did it so well that I actually thought for a second, "Oh my god, is this going to be someone from a previous series or something?" I was like, "I was, of course, it was going to be Taylor," but I was just so excited, it was like something out of a Marvel film. Like, "Oh my god, that's Harry Styles!" <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: really good, yeah.
1: and then she came in and they sat down. And she goes, I'm gonna to choose to give you a second chance because
0: <laughs> oh, I know. I loved him in that moment though. He, how he handled it was brilliant.
1: It was brilliant. I'm so happy that she offered to give him a second chance. And he he said, I'd rather not.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he, but even that, he was so dignified when he could have been mean. He could have been like, are you actually joking? I wouldn't like I wouldn't give you a second chance. But he was just like, look, let's be honest. We don't feel right about each other. I was like, wow, well done. Yeah. That's reasonable.
1: That is that is reasonable. Yeah. And of course, he's right to do it. Like what a waste of his time this has been. yeah all he's got for it is a bad back from sleeping on the windowsill
0: yeah (laughs) god i know I, i mean that was harsh to begin with but we have seen relationships like that before where it starts off with it's often the woman keeping the man at arm's length and then the relationship evolves but there was no evolving it went backwards if anything
1: yeah it's it yeah it got it got worse and she just she does a very a very i want to say donald trump style thing when Whenever any criticism of any kind is brought to her, to her, she'll just say, "No, that's not true. That's a lie. Yeah, that's a lie. That's a lie. It's yeah, like, it's not a lie. You, you have been quite cruel to him. Like we can see yeah. that from just the way you talk to him. It's
0: and the and the other girls really didn't like her. It was a proper. They re, they realised how she was with the other lads, didn't they? And they, she's definitely got a thing for Cam. And have you noticed how she is with Ollie?
1: Yeah, a lot of people have said on Twitter that when she was storming off at the retreat that Cam gave her a hug and you could see Mm. some kind of little flicker between them. I suppose the only other issue about it is just like how much they're contractually obligated to be there. Because the fact she wanted to leave, and then she wanted to leave after the commitment ceremony, but then chose to stay, presumably because they were going on a trip, which is nice, you know, get a free trip. Yeah, And then she ran off in the middle of the night to go back to Tassie. (laughs) Tassie. And then came back again for the dinner party to make a dramatic entrance only to be dumped horrendously by Hugo. But how much do they have to be in there? Like, Because people were saying on Twitter, like, oh, well, do they get paid or do they get bonuses for how long they're in there? It's like they don't get any money or anything.
0: They will have signed an agreement to say... They'll have signed things saying, like, I understand that I have to stay if my partner says stay. I'll under- I will understand that. I know when I've done random bits, like when, when Nick and I did Couples Come Down with me, we had to sign to say certain things that, like, we would see the three three nights through no matter what had happened. And
1: Right, okay, yeah. So I
0: imagine they've signed stuff saying that they were, you know, she probably wasn't allowed to leave mm-hmm. just to, of her own accord in the middle of the night, I would think
1: yeah they probably told her that they probably showed her the contract you know yeah. over, a, over a video call while she was back in tassie and said yeah. you have to come back for the dinner party or we will sue you
0: yeah <laughs> and, yeah yeah
1: and we won't make you stay for the commitment ceremony but you better be back here tomorrow at your own expense yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of my other favourite moments of the week, and I always think of you when I think of this man, Rupert, when he stood up oh. to Harrison. Brilliant!
0: I genuinely would choose him out of all the men, you know. I would choose I, Rupert.
1: I love him. me! At all. <laughs> I think, I think you'd just be laughing all day.
0: He's so brilliant. What's been your favourite Rupert moment this week?
1: Well, that—that that is definitely that. When he said, <laughs> I'm not here to, I'm not here to get, why would I care that you don't trust me? I'm not here to gain your trust. I'm here to gain Evelyn's trust. Harrison was just like, well,
0: <laughs> I loved saying, it. I loved it. It was so manly and alpha male out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> and what about the bit in the hot tub when uh, Melinda got in and he was like, <laughs> well, I just thought this was going to be me and Evie, but all right, you're welcome. It's nice to see you. <laughs>
0: yeah. He's good. I like that side to him that's the side that like that wouldn't a player wouldn't do that you know what i mean a player would be like hey come join us how are you but he's just like what are you doing
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah even talking about um uh sex with evelyn which is something i i had wondered about like that uh, what, what they've not really spoken about and he said oh we've done stuff but we've not you know not gone all the way yeah, what, or whatever. what
0: stuff he- do you think they've done
1: just like being in the same room at the same time.
0: <laughs> well, we know that she's got her vibrator with her.
1: Do we? How do we know yeah. that?
0: So when um when what what's the evil villain girl that's just left? Taylor. When Taylor uh-huh. was saying she's got a big bag of sex toys, Evelyn was like, Oh yeah, I've brought my vibrator with me, I don't go anywhere without it. <laughs> wow. Did you miss that?
1: I must have missed it, and I was I would have definitely taken note of that.
0: Yeah, and then Alyssa was pretending to be okay with it. She was like, oh, it's really important. Yeah, that's great. That, but I could tell that she didn't mean it.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's well, Alyssa, God. We might have to do a whole separate podcast about Alyssa. I know, I know. The um But what, what do you think? How do you think it's going with Evelyn and Rupert? Because I actually think that slightly more assertive side coming out is definitely a good thing.
0: It's a really good thing. I don't know. I, I really, really would love it to work. But at the moment, with what we're seeing, she seems a bit more caught up in, in the drama with the other couples than in stuff that's happening with Rupert. But that might just be how it's been edited.
1: Yeah, it could just be because they're going along so smoothly that there's not much else to say about them, really. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they're basically in the same position as. Melinda and Leighton and it's interesting that those four seem to be friends they wanted the guest house at the retreat and everything
0: yeah that's true
1: you know it was Melinda and Evelyn who uh Evelyn Evelyn seems quite funny when she's drunk she seems quite like I think she's
0: great I really like her
1: yeah she she seems good fun um yeah so I'm I'm curious but I do I do wonder if there's a like romantic spark in the same way as with Jesse and Claire like I think they get on and everything they're both nice people but is there going to be I more think, than that?
0: I think the difference with Rupert and Evelyn is we know he really fancies her. So there's at least one of them that's really interested. Whereas with Jesse and Claire, I never even really believed he was interested either. Really? Yeah.
1: I didn't. Well, I, I, think he, I think he was. I, I think he was. But, I mean, you know, it takes two to tango. Yeah. Um, it takes two to go to a guitar shop and <laughs>
0: Oh, God, that looks like the world's worst day that. My God, squash and then a guitar shop.
1: <laughs> I must have spent plenty of time in guitar shops.
0: Yeah, in the beginning, when <laughs> like I had to pretend to be into stuff like you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I do. I don't mind a guitar shop because obviously I sing and Nick plays guitar. I don't mind it for a little bit. I don't like it when I can see I've totally lost him. And he's glazed over and we've been in there for hours and now he's pulling another one down off the wall. I don't like it when it gets too long. That's right. My... 40 minutes. He's got my interest with looking at the guitars for about 40 minutes. After that, no. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a reasonable a reasonable amount of time. More...
0: I think that's quite reasonable.
1: Yeah, that's probably more than I would, I would expect. And that's Not from you specifically, but I just mean that's a reasonable other amount of a yeah, yeah. person. Yeah, of a person. I mean,
0: I think if she, if there was ever going to be a spark, something like that comment would ignite it, like him saying to Harrison, who's the big villain, I'm not here for you, I'm here for her. I yeah. would love that. I would love that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Be like, come of-
0: on, Rupert, let's go home.
1: <laughs> and yeah, I can. <laughs> you can stay in the other room while I use my vibrator.
0: <laughs> well, I know it's me. I was wondering when she said she'd brought it with her. I was like, has she brought it with her to use in the context of this marriage or to use in case the marriage doesn't go according to plan.
1: You can use it in the context of a perfectly happy marriage.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One weird response, I thought, at the dinner party was Lyndall putting the glass over her face.
0: Oh, I don't know if I saw that.
1: Yeah, she was feeling so bad for for Jesse and how things were going. It, she was so awkward that she was just trying to hide her face behind a big big wine glass.
0: That is weird. I do I do think she's quite authentic and em- empathetic, though. I have no I th- I've noticed her in the commitment ceremony. She seems to really feel for the other people in the experiment, and I like that. I, I but I missed that bit with the glass.
1: Yeah, she does seem to to to, to get. I don't want to say she's she's emotional because either like you know that but that's someone... okay
0: it's not a bad thing to be
1: no it's not it's like, i suppose again to go back to Harrison when uh, he said to Claire your emotional response tells me this like well you yeah. that's not a you know stop trying to change the perception of you know because that i'm some emotional crazy person obviously being emotional is not inherently a bad a bad thing. No,
0: but, but I think you're right that women are used to that word being weaponized, aren't they? They're used to it being... It's one step away from being called irrational, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's just we seem to see a lot of her crying, you know?
0: Yeah. But I, I wonder if it is quite hard to be in her situation because of everything she's been through. I think she genuinely came into this looking for the love of her life. And... They had such a strong start, and then I don't, I don't know about Cam.
1: The only thing I liked about Cam was early on they had a a nice conversation about Lyndall's uh, life threatening cystic fibrosis. So just this is a second take because Kelly laughed for the first time.
0: No, no, it's just because of the way you said it. And that's not funny. The life threatening illness is not funny, and he wanted to stop it. And he was lovely. He was really nice in that moment.
1: He was. They did have a good conversation. He was quite supportive. But then after that, and let's be fair, though, you would expect someone to be supportive, especially if they've they've had a friend who has lost their partner to the same illness. Yeah. Well done to Cam, but it was the response you would assume any decent person would give. That's true. Since then, he's just been like, oh, my mum thinks you're insecure. I don't want to give you a hug, even though he's fucking hugging Taylor, who's you know.
0: Yeah, he doesn't seem that into her anymore.
1: No, no, we never see. Which makes any me right.
0: really sad.
1: I feel sorry for her. I feel. And sorry.
0: I didn't. This is a couple where I didn't see that come in. I I think in the first week when we were talking about couples, I thought they had a really good chance.
1: Yeah, they were in the very first episode. I remember the very first tweet being about Lyndall and her diagnosis, and then the life-saving drug. And can you remember who the other couple were in the first the first episode?
0: was it was it Dan and Sandy?
1: No, it was Harrison and Bronte.
0: Oh, were they in the first, right? Okay
1: yeah. the reason I bring it up is because what they've done in all previous series is there'll be one couple where it's a nightmare. And obviously Harrison and bronte with the the whole fiasco at the wedding. that yes. was the nightmare. And then the other wedding's meant to be like one of the. One of the The Big um, Love Stories. The big love stories. So oh, I sort of assumed they'd go all, they'd go on all right, but
0: Yeah. That's think- that's interesting. So what, do you think they've obviously gone a different way maybe this time? They thought, so, Oh, that format's getting a bit predictable.
1: Yeah, they've realized Omar's onto us. So.
0: yeah <laughs> better... oh my mad fan
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'd better shuffle the pack ever so slightly because one person in the northeast of england has, has rumbled got... us. we'll see i'm not i'm not confident i'm not confident about them anymore they might stumble it... onto the end but i know and the other couple
0: the other couple that had a really really strong start but it's going a bit pear-shaped is Alyssa and duncan isn't it
1: She's out of her fucking mind.
0: <laughs> I, so, I don't know if it's just me, right? I don't know what you're like, but I absolutely love a bit of time on my own. Like, if I was on a couple's retreat and Nick went, we're going to go off and play tennis or whatever it was they were doing, I'd be like, amazing. Look at this world of choice laying before me. I can have a bath. I can read a book. I'm, I am a proper geek. I would probably read in that situation. But I it, I mean, but then maybe maybe I'm not, maybe I'm lucky, maybe I'm not horribly insecure, but my God, that felt... And he really did respond in such a lovely way. And he was really supportive and sort of really reassuring her, but she didn't seem to hear it.
1: No matter how much reassurance he gave her, starting with the commitment ceremony where he did it in front of everyone, yeah. then literally the next episode, she's upset that he's been playing tennis and, you know, went through the whole thing of, I don't know where you've been all day. Well, he's probably within a five-minute walk because it's not that big a retreat, you know. And yeah. she goes, "Oh, we, you know, I don't, you've been playing tennis all day, like, so you do know where I where I've been. You could have come over." It's like, why should I have to come over? You know, the argument was yeah. absurd.
0: I mean, I can understand how, like, a bit of miscommunication like that could happen if you were away with other couples, but I, I kind of get it, and I think maybe it depends on your sort of culture as well, like where. So. Growing up in Wales as a teenager, I had loads of friends, both male and female. We're still friends now. Me and Nick are going away with them all this weekend. Like, But then I moved up here and it was like the boys go out together and the girls go out together. And it took me a while to get used to that. So I don't know if we're trying to be kind. Maybe Alyssa's from a culture where she didn't understand why it was so separate, so polarised. But 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 even then, once he started explaining, she just it just wasn't going in, I don't think.
1: No, it definitely wasn't. And when she was saying, "I need attention, give me attention. gonna give you a hug." <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that.
1: well, I do get it to be fair i I feel I've had a bit of a cheap shot because at that point in an argument, and you know he's being very reasonable, you know, don't get me wrong she she was totally being mad, and he's being very reasonable, but once she's got into that state, she's not in a place where she wants a hug. So I couldn't understand. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. I understand the going no, uh, but it was that he made the, the only slight thing he did, which was um, a mistake. I think is the I'm sorry you feel that way. Apology. It's just not is now. It's become a thing where saying that is almost more likely to infuriate someone than actually placate them.
0: And I'm so glad people have started to realise that because that's always done my head in that one. But yeah. it's re- it's really nice to have swathes of people now going, Yeah, that's a shit apology. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that was the only misstep he made, I thought. It's like, yeah, they, they must be spending every minute of every day together for months and then they go away. And to to take it back to what you said at the beginning, I am like that as well. I need some time time by myself, definitely. Otherwise I just get a bit get a bit cranky and so I I, I need some. Some time, time alone or just time with other people as well but even then I definitely need time time by myself so do you remember those
0: series of books that was out I think it was in the 90s called men are from Mars women are from Venus do you yeah. remember them uh-huh. so the whole premise of those books was that it was essentially written for women to just let their men go off and do their own thing but it was like he needs to go to his man cave he needs some downtime after work you should have a can of beer ready for him and just leave him alone for it, it was so ridiculous and dated and old-fashioned but I actually think they were on to something but what they didn't get was that both sexes need that like mm-hmm. both genders need that, and and it makes you more interesting it means you've got something to bring back and talk yeah. about uh, yeah it, it's a bit weird but maybe maybe she is really really insecure from stuff that's happened because that's what it seemed like to me it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy that happens where she's panicked that he's not that into her and she's got a son and and now she's kind of pushing him away and 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 making him retreat because what else can he do
1: yeah exactly it's self-sabotage isn't it yeah that's that's what she's doing and even knowing that, it's hard to have any sympathy for her when she when she was going to the girls and totally misrepresenting the conversation and doing that thing where she's doing an impression of him and going, you know, putting on this like angry, aggressive tone. Yeah. Why, don't, why don't you just tell me what 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 the problem is? It's like you really didn't say it like that. You you you're not outright lying, but it's pretty much lying that you're misrepresenting it that much. And also saying, oh, he's never really been my type. Fuck that off. That
0: was weird. I love the other women's, I mean, obviously I said that, but I'm allowed to because I'm weird. But like all of the other women were like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, just no one, no one believes her. Yeah, I don't know what, she's going to ruin it for herself. I think so. Yeah. The thing is, right, Duncan, he seems a nice, reasonable, good looking fella. Seems a bit dull to me
0: as in an intelligent
1: or as in boring as in boring
0: oh
1: you know there are people i hate who harrison's made me laugh more than duncan has <laughs> like when he did that bit about uh i mean to be honest even at the dinner party like i say he generally made me very angry this dinner party just gone um but some of the stuff like his little smirks and things it did make me laugh a little bit um
0: oh. It was so villainous, though, like smiling at Claire and Jesse breaking up at the table. I was like, "What? Who are you?"
1: But then he seemed instantly bored once they'd broken up. He was just like scratching his head, just like, what else should I do?" What else should I do? But when he, the the my favorite, and there haven't been many comedic Harrison moment, was when he said to Melinda, oh, "I've made a real change, and I'm glad you noticed it. Thank you."
0: Oh, that was amazing. <laughs>
1: It was such a
0: teenage boy thing to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so Duncan's. There's never even been a moment like that with Duncan.
0: No, I I, yeah, I love that I got offended on his behalf, but I've been. I'm allowed to say that he's not bright, but you're not allowed to say he's boring. <laughs> Somehow that's harsher. No, I totally get what you mean, and I think I think I said it on a previous episode. I, mean, I know we have always got to be aware that we don't know about the editing and that, but he he hasn't said anything funny. I don't. I feel so mean now. The poor lad. He's been through enough with Alyssa.
1: We would have seen something by now, surely. Yeah, yeah. And look, It's not the it's not the worst crime in the world to not. But not everyone can be as funny as us, Kelly. You know.
0: <laughs> Thank God. Because it's hard enough to get gigs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next week's going to start with the, I believe it's the penultimate commitment ceremony. So, so
0: hang on, how, how long have we got left?
1: We have got, I think, three weeks left.
0: Good God, it's never ending.
1: <laughs> Are you starting to <laughs> feel the fatigue now, Kelly? Well,
0: it's just such a commitment. I know I say it every time, but it is, isn't it? Like when you've got, I mean, for everyone, not just us, but like when you've got work and families and dogs and partners, it's a commitment,
1: this. It is, it is. The thing is, when I first got into it uh, with Series 4, five or something it was it was during the lockdown i think it was series five it was the one before cyrell and, and all this part of the enjoyment of it was claire and i would just dip in and out it was just on while we were eating our tea and we yeah. watch half an hour of it and then it'd be like all right let's put on whatever um, a-
0: let's watch something proper
1: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but then gradually we got more and more sucked in, and now obviously it's become a cornerstone of my life. Apparently, <laughs> so. It's...
0: I know. How has this happened to us?
1: Go... <laughs> I don't know. I will say though, like thank you to everyone who's who started following us. Our follower numbers have gone gone through the roof the last few, yeah. few weeks. So,
0: well, that that is because of you though, because of all of your tweets and all of your social media input, and I like i just i turn up and do this i like this bit i love this i love chatting about relationships and stuff i would do it all the time but i'm terrible at the social media side of things so that's because of you
1: oh thank you kelly well it's good because you know i do i do all that and then you come on and tell us about your terrible breakups
0: <laughs> yeah you'll want to edit that because it was about 15 minutes long
1: but <laughs> you <know. laughs> No, I was was enthralled. It was was just horrible... Should I give his
0: name at the end?
1: (laughs) So, anyway, coming to, well, closer to the end of the experiment, who do we think's going to make... Well, I'll tell you what. Who do you think's going on the commitment ceremony?
0: Oh, Harrison and Bronte. You think? (laughs) I think, don't you?
1: I've got a bad feeling, you know.
0: Oh, my God, you think they're going to stay?
1: what if right because look Harrison is unbelievable what if he put stay to say I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised
0: but surely like surely the experts would let Bronte leave surely they'd be like for her mental health she she can go unless they think she's just in it for the you know for the follows as well
1: I don't know I really don't know in theory yes they should leave they should both put leave With the situation being as it was at the end of the commitments, at the end of the dinner party. But I've got a bad feeling. I've got a bad feeling.
0: Do you think the experts are going to, you know, they like to talk about holding people accountable. They love that phrase. Do you think they're just going to hold Harrison accountable or is Bronte going to be told off as well?
1: Mm, That's a good question. (laughs) I think it's it's all going to be Harris. I think they're going to have a go at Harrison. Yeah. Is Bronte accountable? What's Bronte accountable for?
0: For playing the victim, being the victim and not realising? I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's... I just
0: i just wonder if they'll say to her, did you honestly not see this behaviour and realise, you know, that it was gaslighting?
1: Well, this is the debate, isn't it? And is she, if, it, if we don't just don't know what her intent is, like, does she just want to be on there to be famous and play and she's playing the victim or is it, She's actually a victim and she's so far in the um, gaslighting wormhole that she can't see what everyone else can see, which is how it happens apparently, isn't it? You, Everyone is yeah, telling, yeah. telling you, but you just don't, you think they're wrong. Yeah. So, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if they'll they'll go into that because that could be a bit of a minefield.
0: Anyone else? Think anyone else will leave?
1: Claire and Jesse have got to leave. Oh
0: yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: which will be a shame, but I think it's right.
0: I think they might leave amicably with lots of tears all round.
1: Yeah, I'll be sad. I was sad to see what happened at the dinner party, but it does feel like the right the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's sad? That <laughs>
0: it was a sad, just a little bit of reverie there. <laughs> yeah.
1: I forgot right, we yeah. were meant
0: to be trying to be entertaining.
1: <laughs> no, we've decided we're going to end this one on a downer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's us for this week. I've been Omar Abid.
0: I've been Kelly Rickard.
1: And I'd like to say, Kelly, I don't like you or dislike you, but I do think you're rude, arrogant, and you ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> actually, sorry, because I do want to say a little bit more about that bit. Like, <laughs> we were going to end there, but I, when someone actually hates you, they definitely start by going, I don't like you or dislike you, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's coming next is just going to be a, the hatred spouting forth yeah that's that's just a precursor to and now here comes the hate
1: yeah it ties on to the thing about him being like emotion is a negative thing and it means you're not being rational so actually i'm being quite impartial and objective but then i'm going to list all the things that i don't like about you but just as a purely objective exercise not because <laughs> yeah. i fucking hate you
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm so rational Nah, 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 nah. <laughs>